gets better every week. It does get better every week. You know what else gets better every week? Planet Earth. We're back. It's Ross and Adam at the movies, those in quotes. And this is uh, episode three, unless we choose not to release the first two. I'm Adam. Ross, say something. That's the first time I'm hearing about potentially not releasing the first two, wow. so I'm appalled but <laughs> and yeah. offended. What'll be really trippy is when we don't release this one. And right, we, have a, yeah. we, have, we have a guest. Yeah. We have a guest for the very first time. Um, this guest is a, is a double whammy. It makes a lot of sense for the movie we're going to eventually discuss on mm-hmm. this show, which if, if it's your first time listening to the show, of course, we watch only movies that start with the word the and are followed by a single word. The first episode, which maybe you'll never hear, was The Edge. The second one, which maybe you'll never hear, was The Burbs. Oh, oh I love The Burbs. And, of course, now this is all about The Ring. And our guest hosts a podcast all about ghosts and haunted thingies called Ghosts to Show You. I assume that's on, uh, you know, WNYC or the official Quibi app or something. You can get that for sure somewhere. (laughs) And then more recently. They don't want you to know that, but yes. Big Quibi, yeah. And then (laughs) the more recent podcast called the Panducto Corncast, where she and her husband watch movies that they force each other to watch and then talk about. And one of the more recent episodes was also about this very movie. The Ring. The very ring. So, mm-hmm. welcome, uh, welcome to the show. This em- very ring. This very ring of ours. <clears throat> Emily Panic. Emily Panic is our guest. Hi, Emily. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks Thank for being you. here. My pleasure. <laughs> now you are the one calling people after they watch the videotape. Is that right? Uh, yeah, that's me. That's me. <laughs> um, there's actually a small community of us. It's a volunteer-based program. Um, you know, because uh, I thought I recognized really... your voice. Yeah. She can't personally make all the calls. The ring has just got, you know, it started off as this one tape. It was more manageable. You know, it's sort of like tracking the, the COVID virus in a way. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, at this point, like the number of people who have been infected. We're trying to keep this. We're trying to keep this pretty timeless. So we're trying to not mention anything <laughs> about the coronavirus or anything that's related to like present day at all. <laughs> because we want we want people in the future and the past to be able to listen to this, if that makes sense. But it's you want really people in the past to be able to listen. Okay, so it's like what? the plague. You know, it's kind of like the plague. Is there a movie <laughs> called The Plague? Do we have to watch that one? I there think there is. is. Yeah, there probably oh, is. Oh man, the uh, yeah, it's re- we really love the work you've been doing with Ringers for Humanity, and I think it's just it's a really <laughs> it's a really special thing. Before, yeah. before we you. get too deep, before we get too deep into the ring. We're we're kind of changing the way this uh, show works each time, and my dream for it is for it to get further and further from talking about the movies at all. And I think Ross's dream is for it to focus more and more just on the word the. On the word the, yeah. And we mm-hmm. kind of or, go, or wow. also pronounced the. We kind of go. That's true. So we mm. kind of go back. So and sort forth. of a narrowing as well as an expanding of uh, the scope of this podcast. Right, a deepening, like falling down a well. But also a shallowing. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> the shallowing. I'm excited when we have to watch the shallowing. Um, <laughs> so first, I I just wanted to to do a quick check in. I think we we should just dive into this right away because Emily, you and I are both dealing with some pretty 
serious bird activity <laughs> on our on our respective ends. I, for one, yeah. as as the listener of the podcast knows, I wake up <laughs> nearly every morning around five in the morning when the birds mm. wake me up. And that's they might me. not know that though if the first two haven't been released. So yeah, or maybe they haven't been born yet. And oh, so you're just assuming there will be a listener. That's sort of why I'm hoping the back in time thing will happen. Hmm. Mm. So we've we've each recorded our our own localized bird calls, the ones that yep. sort of for me they it torments me. I love it. I love birds, but when it's the first thing you hear in hmm. the morning, it sort of sounds like it's like it's fucking with you. So this one I'll play you mine first, and this is the one I've I've named the Three Stooges bird for I think obvious reasons. So you, you didn't want to save this for the movie Ross, The Birds. Ross, I can't stress <laughs> how much I want you to shut up right now so we can just listen to this bird. Okay, should we start? Because the, the movie The Birds is more. Should, uh, should we start just, the whole thing over? Hi, I'm. You're gonna uh, listen to the sound of rings when you do that movie. That's true. Oh shit. <laughs> yep. One more. When's the part where you scream? I scream when I wake up every morning. <laughs> That's my bird. So somewhere but, in there you wake up and you and you hear that. I hear it immediately. I mean it's it's the first <laughs> thing I it's the first thing I hear every morning. And then this is this is Emily Panic's local bird. Let's check it out. And Ross, I have some inside information. See if you can see if you can discern what this bird is saying. And try not to overthink it. Mm-hmm. I think the first time it's really clear. Yeah, I agree 100%. Let's listen to mm. the first I, time I'm again. positive that what this bird is saying is frolic and brine, goblins be thine. Okay, I'm gonna ask you to listen. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you to listen one more time. Get this and guy also, out of here. it sounds like you're in your car. Is that a turn signal? <laughs> um, no, actually, it's the sound of my dog walking on wood. Oh wow! It's Very like, metronomic. Yeah. Oh. Okay, one one more guess, Ross, and be serious. Mm, <clears throat> definitely something about one week. Sure. Ooh. Right. I think that I, I think I think that could be true. Em- Emily, you can reveal the truth. I, I feel I you know, and it might be my. Is, um, is it saying Emily panic? <laughs> it might be my inherited trauma that that thinks it's just saying Germany, Germany, Germany. Oh wow. <laughs> Every morning. Yeah, <laughs> just. <laughs> yeah, that's super weird because to me it sounds like it's saying Edelweiss over and over again. <laughs> that's what's. That's what's so cool. That's what's. Yeah. So, that's what's so cool it, about yes. people. It's, With marching sounds. It's open sounds. to interpretation. <laughs> and you're you're probably wondering what what do birds have to do with with the ring, but, I I sort of developed a preventative measure before even watching the movie because I you know I grew up avoiding all scary movies and now I still am pretty uh 
unsure about it when I go into the experience. So I figured for this movie, if whenever I thought about it or referred to it, I would just call it The Wing. Instead, it would sort of neutralize the fear. So mm. it's like I'm a co-working space ex- for women. <laughs> That's listen. Don't don't get me started because I think we need. I think we need. First of all, r- right after they announced that, <laughs> where I do men a, work? <laughs> no, I was about to launch my co-working space for birds, which was also called the wing. And I was the like, wing, yeah. I was about to press the trademark button. Mm. I was about to send that. <laughs> wow. I was about to send that trademark button in. Oh and man! Then I said, and then I you get heard a, trademark a bird button. call, and you were like, God. You know, you were shaking your fist, and all of a sudden, someone else got in there. They pushed it real fast. Right. Yeah. What thank are you doing God. up so early? Thank God nobody's taken my, you know, uh, social media network exclusively for birds. Or your social security number. Thank God no one's taken your social security number. I yeah. get a call. I get a call what twice is that, a week. By the way? I get a call twice a week that my social security number has been stolen. And if even a third <laughs> of those calls are real, I am, I am, I am absolutely fucked. Um, and I, I just have a couple other things I wanted to get out of the way, which, which I think anyone, you know, could, could jump in cause I'm sort of just inventing segments as I go. But one is I'm going to call unrelated movie musings cause I watched another movie, uh, hmm. and it made me think of something that I thought was funny. And the movie of course is the film heat, the Michael Mann film Heat, which mm. I'd never seen before. Not but The Heat, which not we the, will watch. That's true. Oh, The Heat is the cop movie. The Heat's the cop movie. Right, but Heat is also a cop movie. It turns out Heat, oh. heat is also a cop movie. Heat was, Which one's you know, funnier? Heat was supposedly the first movie to ever have uh, Al Pacino and Robert De Niro share the screen, but within mm. the actual movie, they almost never are on the screen at the same time. Maybe not it's, at all. It's no righteous kill, though, from what? a few years later. <laughs> That's true. The, the only thing I wanted to mention, which sort of shot me back to childhood when I was watching it, is I remembered that for, I think, at least 10 years, there was a very specific type of kissing that happened in R-rated movies. It was like this mm-hmm. really spot-on rated R kiss, and heat opens with it. It's Al Pacino, who's already very old making out with someone kissing and robert de niro yeah they they don't share the screen <laughs> which was but controversial at the time yeah it uh but now it's how every movie opens every movie opens <laughs> zooming out from space into robert <laughs> into robert de niro and, and al pacino, pacino kissing, kissing. it is and the, yeah al pacino's always kiss. playing a different historical figure phil Spector <laughs> or <laughs> dr true. kevorkian <laughs> these he's are a, great movies he's a good he's a good actor <clears throat> I I just like the rated R. I like the rated R kiss because it's so wet. I think it's the wettest kiss I've oh. ever. So, who kisses who in that movie? Al Pacino and Al Pacino and a female character you're supposed to forget almost immediately. <laughs> and and it's it, uh, uh, sounds like a joy to watch. It was a joy to watch, but when you're like when you're like 13 watching a rated R movie for the first time, that's like how you know you're in for you know you're getting what you paid for, which was like $6. <laughs> you're so. like, well, I don't even need to watch the rest of the movie. I got what I paid for. You sort of that don't. That was this kiss. Right. <laughs> I want, yeah, which, which I, yeah, which I'm paying for is kissing lessons. And I've learned an awful lot already. Right. Yeah, you're like, I got to movie. pretend like I needed to get something from the kitchen so that I could avoid my parents on the couch <laughs> already. 
it's true. right into the movie. And that's when you learn to just mash your face into someone's <clears throat> face. You just really just like get it in there, and you have to turn from side to side constantly. That's another there's thing they so do. So much side to side turning. Mm. There's <laughs> side to there's side to side turning, and there's I mean the other thing that I thought was like 100 percent the way you kiss just from watching TV and movies was you would grab the other person's head. There was like a, there was just to make sure that you direct hold it, it there. Yeah, because otherwise you wouldn't know how your mouths are supposed to meet. Your depth perception has to have a, a point of reference there. Yeah, and in the heat of passion, sometimes your neck completely gives out and the head just sort of like wobbles <laughs> from side to side. So Right, that's why true. you have to do both hands, too. Both hands is really the same The heat the of passion it makes you think sometimes. Two. You need somebody to really just... Hold you right. in there. Yeah. I will, if they're wearing a say, neck brace, all the better. Well, then you're free to do whatever you want. But I think using both both <laughs> hands to grab the head also ensures no funny business, which I, of course, right. I'm, a, I'm a big fan of. No mm-hmm. funny right. business. So and that was they unrelated grab movie your head music. too. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> okay, great. That was um, good. I had an idea for a movie that came to me while I was watching this uh, this movie. This is the next um, segment. You're jumping the gun. This next oh, yeah? Segment, well, this what next, were you going to yeah, say? This next segment's called New Ideas. Ross? Oh, okay. There we go. Cool. You didn't even know that I had a new idea, though. How did you predict this segment? It's you, amazing. Well, I have to confess. I also have a new idea. You go first. <laughs> I knew it. Um, okay, so uh, I, I also watched the original Ring movie from 1998. Which apparently there's an earlier version of too from 1995, the Japanese version. Ring you. Ring you. Ring you. Ring you. The first one's Ring you, and then the sequel's Ring. Ring me. Ring me. Right. Yeah. Which is kind of called. They're both just translated to Ring, which is very. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. It's very direct in your face. But anyway, so here's the, here's the idea. It's it's about um, an alien that comes to Earth. And tells us, so this, I was thinking that all these movies are about curses, right? Like things that humans are cursed to. Mm-hmm. And this alien comes to Earth and it says that, why are you all dying this whole time? You don't have to die. Dying is a curse and you can get rid of death. All you have to do is give me everything you own and all of your money. So the so, alien, go ahead. <laughs> I'll no, take never, questions. Never mind. Go on. I'd, I'd like to hear you. <laughs> Hold on a second. I'd Hollywood. Like, I'd like to hear you continue. Oh, it, wow, was it a wow. busy? Wait, was it a busy? Wait till you hear the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, seven days, Hollywood. Uh, the uh, so the seven and then. Days. <laughs> so uh, at the so everybody's like okay so I'll, let's you know some of the people are like let's trust this alien we'll give it all of our stuff but. Um, I bet you guys can think of what rich people think of that idea. They're not. Well, that's right. It. They don't like it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh right. God. If so, I know rich people, I know that they love their stuff and they cling to it desperately. Exactly. Right. They don't like and getting so, rid of it. If you try to take it away. Yeah. And so they they end up uh, killing the alien, <laughs> and then oh. all of the main characters of the movie die later. Mm. You know, natural deaths, and they all wonder, maybe we were wrong. And there we go. Wow. Yeah. That's a, a real thinker. Um, that's uh, that's kind of uh, that's my zone in Hollywood. That's cool. The real thinker. No, that's nobody nice... like. <laughs> yeah. That's Too a nice. I- that's a nice idea. And Ross, you know, I I always 
I always normally encourage you to use your imagination. But I think... Right. Well, actually, in this case? I think you took it too far. <laughs> because yeah. we... we Of course, this, this podcast has zero sponsorship so far. So I feel like we should probably hold off on anything that's too disparaging of rich people, even in... Even in like a sardonic manner, I think we just need to be. Really you think a rich person might come out of the woodwork and sponsor us? One rich Try, guy. Well, not not when they hear this episode. They'll be like, "Here's my here's money." And right. They'll be like, "Wait a second. Because they probably didn't know they Give were going to die until I I said that idea, and they're like, "Oh, is that true of me too?" I am trying to get us a sponsorship from a regional chain of woodworking spaces, which is a lot like a co-working space, except there's nowhere to plug anything in. So I'm hoping I'm hoping that could be good. Um Yeah. That would hmm. be good. I'm trying to yeah. think of the name of that. Uh my uh, I- my wing. idea. <laughs> yeah, the wing. Good. We'll uh you know, we'll I guess we'll not release this one either. Um, my idea wasn't very funny. No but at, it but was it, true though. Yeah, also. but at least it, but at least it was long. Here's my idea. It's a There's more, actually. It, <laughs> oh, just kidding. My idea Check is, your email. I just sent you a script. Um, wow. My idea is a movie where every conversation in it is carried through to the point where both characters say goodbye to each other. So there's no Oh, I I like that. There's no edits that cut away from any sort of conversation you have to get to the point where they both say all right bye bye and then they walk away and then you go to the next scene i like that because as somebody who is sometimes uh, like sticks their foot in their mouth and has awkward conversations when that happens in a movie you see everybody reacts and then they cut away and i'm like but wait but how did they get out of that because i'm studying it to learn how to be you know like a a human a better human um, yeah a better human and so, how, so how does I it like go in idea. real life? What happens? Well, in real, in real life, life, you I think somebody like nervously laughs and then is like, "Well, anyway, uh, I've got to go to the bathroom, so I'll see you later or You're whatever." Like, but or, you just oh, went hey, to you know, the bathroom. I've gotta... <laughs> I do actually have to go to the bathroom. And then I'm like, "I actually have to go to the bathroom too. I'll go with you." Yeah, we're walking the same way. <laughs> what else do you That's want? So to talk we can about? keep talking. Yeah, That's so weird. This doesn't have to end right now. We're yeah, in the same direction. It's really just me forcing myself on people uh, when they're trying to give me an out of an awkward conversation. But I, I like that idea. Great. I mean, uh, both are both are great ideas. Both are great. Oh, and- yeah, right. <laughs> one's a thinker. One's kind of a uh, you know something we've already all experienced. But anyway. I think they're both equally universal. I think we can all relate. Maybe they could be in the same movie. They don't have thematic overlap, but mm-hmm, who cares? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Neither does any uh, Netflix movie. Netflix will pay for this, I bet. That would be nice. Um, yes. Which is, that's a pretty good segue because when I was, this this movie, The Wing, is entirely, they really double down on showing as many different versions of soon-to-be-outdated technology as possible. It sort of like moves throughout the movie because the whole thing's based on a phone call, no, the phone call mm-hmm. and video, a well, phone a call videotape, and a VHS tape, a phone call, right. yes, a phone call. Well, VHS and also mind combo. images that she makes. Yeah, 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 but that's you know, that's besides the point. It's really all about this tape, and it. Uh, mm-hmm. I was just <clears throat> yeah, thinking about how it came out in two thousand two. Netflix mm-hmm. started streaming in two thousand seven. 
So they, mm. you know, they certainly mm-hmm. picked the right time. If that movie came out a year before, <laughs> it would have been essentially pointless. There would be right. no point but of you know, reference. Wells are timeless. So. Oh, and how? Well, they were pretty late. I mean, the the novel I think was written in 1991, so they were really like getting in on the tail end of anyone having a VHS player in 2002. I um. In that research about Netflix, I learned a shocking fact, which is the year that Netflix started. Would you both like to guess? 18. Okay, listen, if you're not going to be serious, we can just cut this right now. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, we better cut so it then. So strict. <laughs> I'm, trying a, I'm trying a new thing where I'm incredibly strict. Where's the leave meeting button? Um, is it, was it like 2008? Well, I just said I just said Netflix started streaming in 2007. Oh, in 2002 <laughs> yeah. or seven, whatever. I w- I don't listen uh, when you talk, Adam. All no, right. I don't know. Was it 2000? I don't know. It was Ross was right. It was 1997. Wow. Oh, I said 1897. Oh well, <laughs> but I, was I right. think that's I think that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is crazy. Yeah, because like Blockbuster what? was in full force in 1997. So that that was right. The first phase was that they would send you DVDs. So it was like you think mm-hmm. it's convenient to go to Blockbuster and rent one, but you could just look on your computer that you're just figuring out how to use. Yeah. Mm. And you can order one. Mm. Stay home, you slob. I Yeah. <laughs> it makes me it makes me feel like I'll never you know, I think I have a lot of good ideas, but then you hear that and you're like, Okay, so they had to come up with that and launch it in two thousand no, and launch in ninety seven for us to not know it existed mm-hmm. until like two thousand two. Oh, right. Too much well, this time. podcast I think is kind of our version of that. Yeah, this is your Netflix. <laughs> oh, that's a nice way to think about it. Right. Um, yeah. Like, where are we? Have there been other podcasts so far? None that I know of. Emily, would 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 you like <laughs> would as our honored guest? Would you like to sort of uh, as quickly as possible? Tell the listener what the uh, what the mm. ring is a what the, the ring is about, but yeah, also as happened? with as much detail as possible. So th- just run through the plot of the ring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sprint through it. Okay. Um, well, the ring opens uh, with a girl and her friend, classic uh, horror movie style, mm-hmm. and you know, and then it comes out. She's like, "Have you heard of this tape that kills you in seven days?" And then the other girl is like. I watched the tape and then whatever, long story short, she's walking around, some shit starts happening. It's creepy. There's water under her door. And then, oops, like, you know, fuzzy, fuzzy TV sound. And she's dead. Um, And then we meet our protagonist, who is Rachel. She's a single mother, super hot reporter. She's got a creepy ass son. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was her niece who died, who had watched the tape. And then she goes to the funeral. She's talking to the mom. The mom is like, I saw her face. And she's all jacked up. And she's like, "Why? how did she die? They can't tell me how she died. I used the internet. I still don't know. Rachel, you're a reporter. You figure out mm-hmm. how she died. And Rachel's Netflix. like, I don't have anything else going on right now. I can devote my entire life <laughs> and travel to multiple islands right. That's to true. figure this out for you. I'm in you. between stories. <laughs> I'm in between stories at the moment. There's a scene where she like yells at her editor and she's like, shut up. I've got a great story for mm. you, which she's not publishing this as a story. She's Do you just... think she really got fired in that moment? And then she, no. <laughs> she's just working pro bono. She goes, no, I'm it. not. I'm hot. You're not firing me. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and so then she embarks on this uh, whole journey to try to find out, you know, she, oh, so she goes, she, she, she goes into the girl's room. She starts yep. piecing yep. things together. She Quicker. ends up at this mm. motel. She finds the tape. She watches the tape and then all the stuff starts happening to her. So it's a race against the clock. She's got seven days to, to figure out this tape. And then it takes her on a whole on a whole fucking journey where she finds out that there was a little girl who was uh, and kind of an evil kid that was torturing her mother with uh, her psychic mind. This and, is great. Uh, mm. Horses were dying. and They loved horses, yeah. And oh, then they killed the horse, that little girl. And the, the horse The thing. parents killed her. <laughs> the the yeah. horse boat scenario. This is yeah. good. I, I think, we can, I think they... we can pause. We don't have to get to the end. Okay. Well, you said to. to say I mean, that was lot. that was very impressive and amazing. You you've clearly watched this movie first. I've watched it a lot of times. <laughs> I clearly have seen it at least one time. When did you watch um, the ring? When did you watch the ring the first? I watched it when I was sixteen when it first came out, mm. and I was at my first boyfriend's house, and we watched it at his in his room, and then I went home, and I was fucking terrified. And I slept in my mom's bed that night because I, I was so scared. So, I yes. I was, I mean, I, I watched it this morning for the very first time. This morning? You watched it, yeah. oh, in daytime because you thought you mm. might be scared? Definitely. And I was... That's and you, were, you had a bird with you in the bed? I had a bird with me in the bed. Anytime I get nervous, I had my security bird. <laughs> I had my security <laughs> bird on a leash and it was kind of flying all about... No, I watched it in the daytime with the lights on on a computer screen, and it was, I. It was, great. I loved it. I loved this movie. Wow. I forgot that it was a PG thirteen horror movie, which sort of makes right. all the difference because then there's like m- so much of the time is waiting for stuff to happen, and when mm-hmm. things do happen, you don't see it. It's not that messed up. This was also the era of mangled nails in in horror movies. I feel like in the early aughts there were a lot of. F- oh. Horrible things happening to people's uh, <laughs> cuticles. Yeah. Oh. That was yeah. sort of a sign of, of evil or, or something. Right. Certainly in like zombie movies, they've all got, you know, really fucked up like nails and hands that are all peeling. <clears throat> it's the That's first true. thing to go. Yeah. The first thing to go when you become a zombie is your desire to just like take care of yourself. It's really Well, your nails sad. continue growing after you die like your hair does, right? So oh, zombies would have to get haircuts and clip their nails. That's an interesting mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Okay. They never bring that up in those movies. <laughs> yeah, new, new idea. I wonder why. <laughs> new idea is a zombie Zombie movie. salon. <laughs> it's called Zombie Shop. <laughs> And Wait, just... I just had an idea for a movie. It's called <laughs> Zombie Salon. Um. Well, that's weird. Wow. Maybe there's a lag in the Zoom. I'll figure it out. <laughs> that's, that's so we'll sync that up so we all say it at the same time. The ring, the ring began. The very beginning of the movie had a fake out scare, which is also exactly how the beginning of The Edge started, which was the bear movie that we watched a few mm-hmm. weeks ago. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's there's how it a, starts. Yeah, guy warns everyone in the party about, like, you know, be careful of bears. And then Anthony Hopkins goes to bed, and then he comes down. Well, his wife sa- asked him to make him a sandwich. <laughs> his, wife has, his model wife asked him to make him a sandwich. He goes down to get the <laughs> it's sandwich. True. And then Alec Baldwin, wearing a bear suit, jumps out and yells surprise, and it scares him. And then right. it's a surprise party. Oh, I see. But mm-hmm. then soon after that, of course, the real bear becomes a real, a real problem. Yeah. And it's uh, real I'd be bears, in, real problems. Real, real bears, real problems, indeed. Mm. I'd love to know how many movies actually start with the fake out 
scare. Well, Scream does, but Scream, Scream is spoofing the uh, the genre. So I wonder if this came out before Scream. I'm not sure. Right. I don't well, think it did. I, I think that the original Ring did, the one from 1990. Well, yeah, it definitely did because it was does from. Does that one start the same way? Yeah, it's very. I watched it actually this week. It's really similar. Uh, the whole movie is really similar. Although there's no horses. <laughs> the, the horse, horse really? stuff was all gore for <laughs> the, the, horse, the horse thing is crazy. I don't even want to get to that yet because I want yeah, to. Yeah, no horse stuff. Um, so Emily, you've never seen the uh, the uh, original one. I I've seen parts of it like a long time ago. So, yeah, but not recently, so I don't remember it that. I also saw Jew on more recently, which is um, The Grudge, which is that similar. That terrifying. Yeah, yeah, Jew on is really scary, but it's like it's very similar. I mean, right. it's sort of similar in my mind. So we will have to yeah. eventually watch The Grudge, and I'm I'm yeah. planning on the being Gwudge. more scared. I'm planning on being more scared by The Grudge than I was by The Wing, but it'll be interesting to compare the two. Yeah. So were you scared? Were you quaking? Were you sweating Me? in your bed, Adam? Yeah. No, I was at, first of all, I was on a, I was on a couch. Thank you very much. I was no, I wasn't I wasn't that scared, but I could see how in a theater where you can't go anywhere and the things are loud. Like I think I don't I don't fall quite as prey to the like tension building stuff when I'm watching at home and I'm and I'm the only one there and it's light out. But I did love well, it. Well, when I'm at home, when I watch scary movies cuz I love scary movies, but I also get very scared. And so I always just turn down the volume because it's always the sound Mm. design that really is like building that tension and then like making a loud noise that's scaring you. So I always Mm. turn the, I just turn the volume down when it gets, starts building up. Because it's too intense. It's a little too intense. Right. Yeah. So what have you seen recently that like got you that way that you had to turn down? Hmm. What have I, what horror movies have I watched recently? The news. (laughs) <laughs> huh? Twi- Twitter. Twitter. Huh? Um, Can't turn that yeah, down. Yeah. Good point. Fuck. I don't know. I have to think. I'll get back to you. We'll I can't come back. Remember. Very oh. early. Uh... Huh. I don't know. Very early on in this movie, the the main child actor named Aiden. Mm. The character's named Aiden. Naomi Watts's son, who's mm. a total freak. Kid. Total freak show. The whole movie. <laughs> He early early on in the his movie, mom, Rachel. Very early, yeah. Very early on in the movie, he looks at his mom, who he calls by her first name the whole movie, and he says, "We don't have enough time before we die," and it's sort of unprompted. Mm-hmm. It's but really it, that happens after his cousin dies. It's after his cousin dies, but if your cousin died and you were that yeah. age, I don't think you would say that. And it well, no, it, I'm not a freak like that kid. That kid's such a freak. <laughs> And it was, it was, <laughs> it's actually such an amazing moment, but it also strengthened in the, as I was watching it. That kid was I, my favorite character. As, as, as I was watching it, it strengthened <laughs> my opinion that I think child acting should be banned because I, oh. it's, mm. it so mm. rarely goes well. I think Have child Have you ever roles, met like a child actor? I mean, you know, I'm, I'm trying to collect, they... I'm trying to collect all the Culkins. I haven't gotten every Culkin. And no, but like a current child actor, like as a child, because like I was young in, now. So yeah, I, I was I in did. A, I've been in a couple things with child actors, and I just feel a little bit bad for them because they act mm. like little adults. But and I'm just like, your childhood is being mm. stolen from you. <laughs> like the right. fact that you're they like so young and you're just names. like, yeah, 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. This just reminded me of a real thing that I forgot about, but as you both know, mm. I used you to, were a famous child actor. I used to play. I used <laughs> to play in a band. I had a band called Previously on Lost, and we wrote songs all about the television show Lost, and we were very regionally successful. But we did go to <laughs> we did go to Los Angeles and perform, and like pretty early on, we we formed after the fourth season and we would recap every episode and song but at one of the shows at the la knitting factory this kid who was a child actor who had appeared in that season of lost he was like a guest star on one episode i forget his name but his mom reached out to us on myspace and said he liked the band and wanted to come play guitar with us on a song and we Mm. said we said Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And he he came and he was so excited. He was 12. I'm sure. It, he was so pumped. And it been it, thinking about it now, it it does make me uncomfortable, but at the time it was just nice to be n- near someone who had more money than me and was so much younger. <laughs> Why does it make you uncomfortable? To be around children or child actors? Mhm. Cuz you were using him for his fame. Is that why? Yeah. Yeah, for the 50 people who came to see us play. I just, I think it, <laughs> I think it so rarely ends well. And so that's, in watching uh, this, yeah. I'm, li- I'm just like a kid being forced to even say that words in a script, I think will ruin right. his life. But then I looked up more about the kid who is named David Dorfman. And oh. he, he went to Harvard at age 13. <laughs> and he wow. became... He became one of their youngest ever graduates, which means it mm-hmm. actually And he's worked. a ringologist. Making him say the words, we don't have enough time before we die, forced him to shoot through life oh, as right. fast as possible. Wow. So you think this movie wrote his whole life basically with that mind? Yeah. I mean, it's... He... It'll, it'll eventually blow up. He will eventually... His life will take a turn for the worse, but I don't think it's happened yet. I read an interview with him, too, after I had watched the movie recently. I read an interview with him when that movie, when the movie Rings came out, which apparently, like, was universally Mm. panned. I mean, apparently it's so fucking terrible. What is it? The most, it's the most recent Ring movie that came out, like, a few years ago. And it's called, it's called Rings. Rings. If mm-hmm. I Google I didn't it, see that one. If I Google it, would you believe it that just a bunch of pictures of rings come up? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> no. I would believe it. Believe I would it. believe it. Believe it. It mm. happened. I'm not a skeptic like Ross. I they believe it. should have called it The Rings. Then we would the have Rings? That's <laughs> <laughs> actually true. <laughs> but they, that's really funny. That They interviewed that kid and he talks about how he's like this international, whatever the fuck he is, but he's very successful and smart but he still gets recognized as being the kid from the ring. Hmm. I think that's nice. I think it's wild. Wow. Um, is he, did he go to Harvard for art? Cause that is primarily his function in this movie. Is it? He's really good at doing he's the an artist. Art piece. Yes. He's good at doing the horror movie thing of drawing something really, fuck, really fucked up and then showing, yeah. it, <laughs> showing it to a teacher or a parent. And then they looked out and right. realized that there's mm-hmm. something pretty wrong with their kid. I got a real M. Night Shyamalan vibe from this movie. The, like, everything is meant to be kind of... Right. Like, signs vibe? Yeah, same year as signs. Signs? Yeah. It. I mean, similarly to his movies, it's like, 
a lot of it you're waiting for the thing to happen again and then you're like right is is it gonna happen again because yeah so early in in the ring you sort of see you see the tape and then you see the fucked up death face and you're like cool is this gonna be a bunch of Mm. that and then but you actually don't you don't get to see the death face until the very end yeah that's right there's a couple death faces wait i really quickly want to interject because you brought up M. Night Shyamalan, and I think one of the last mo- horror movies, I might be wrong, there might have been a more recent one, but one of the last horror movies I watched that like kind of made me scared, I mean, it wasn't, but I really liked it, was um, The Visit. Did you see The Visit? The M. Night Shyamalan? Oh, it's a no. film movie. But I, oh, yeah, oh, we do have it, to watch it. But I love uh, found really footage good. horror movies. It's, I, I really liked that movie. Oh, great. Yeah. We'll have you back. It, yeah, <laughs> that's true. It's, it's great. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do it for our hundred. What are you doing episode. next week? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, <this> guy. <laughs> nothing. We um, we we actually, I've, it's fine to say it already. We have picked our movie for next week, which is the movie that Gore Verbinski directed just before this, which is the Julia Roberts Brad Pitt film, The Mexican. Oh, right. I never which saw that. Movie. Also made Nobody a ton of did. money. Nobody. No, did. it made it, it made so Some much money. Some people must have seen it. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, 2001. There was nothing else to watch. I think it was mostly bots. You know, back then bots had to go to the theater and buy a ticket. Right. I. In. <laughs> want to feel old? When I want to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I um, we're gonna edit out that reference to that meme because we're really trying to keep this thing rooted in uh, timelessness. <laughs> but I appreciated it. I thought it was okay, funny. Okay, boomer. Uh-huh. I thought. I thought. Oh no. I um. <laughs> I wanted to just play the audio from the tape because when mm. you're not when you're not watching the tape, it actually sounds like a really great ambient record. Right now, um, I did not actually watch the tape in the in the movie because I was you were too scared, afraid of the yeah. Phone Wait, call when did you see the movie, Ross? Um, I saw it when it came out, and then I'm pretty sure that I saw the Japanese version some somewhere in there too. Uh, but I remember like everybody talking about it, like it was a movie that just everybody knew about, like an urban legend. Yeah. yeah. Like the movie Urban Legend, you mean, which right. most people which have forgotten about. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. You can keep talking. I'm just going to play the, uh, I'm, I'm just going to kind of, this is vibe. So we're going to talk like, over I, this? Well, I feel well, like this, I feel like this is my new meditation <coughs> music, actually. <laughs> hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, one other thing I wanted to say about the kid that I just thought of is that, like, they never address the fact that he's sort of maybe has a psychic connection to his cousin or something. Right. Like, he draws a, a picture of, of her. a lot of borderline psychic stuff in the movie. I, they removed Yeah, he draws a picture of her being under the ground and, like, buried, but he draws it a week before she dies. They probably right. got to she that, dies like, at the beginning. they probably got yeah. to that right after the movie ended. Like the movie ended and then he explained what had happened in that <laughs> right. situation and we just didn't pick up on it. So, yeah, this audio is great. Yeah, it's like a white noise Yeah, machine. I've never listened to this isolated. Yeah, Is I mean, this landlady? I've been working out to this lately. This is sort of, I wake up, <laughs> I make a smoothie. It's got a good beat. I, good wake, beat. I wake up, I make a smoothie, I put on my ring music and I just go for it. I work out for a minute and twelve seconds. <laughs> I work out for a minute. And <laughs> I could, I, I could do that. Yeah. Well, and then I get, a, yeah, then I get a phone call and it says in seven days you have to exercise again. <laughs> I hate it. Like no, <laughs> I just did it. 
Oh, it's so wet. It is wet. Wow, there's a lot of water there. Yeah, I when that that's happened. It's a horse I, peeing in the original video. <laughs> that's, the fo- <laughs> that's the foley. I was yeah. It it is a messy. It's a messy way to die. It just she comes, she comes out of the TV and water gets everywhere and it's just and it's like old well yeah. water. Right. I, I mean, oh, it's, it's a like, nightmare. Yeah. That's scary. You're like that's, kill me. I don't want to clean this up. <laughs> that's what's scary <laughs> to me. It's a real horror movie. Who's gonna clean that? Right. Up? Oh. Unbelievable. Well, not you. Yeah. Um, I have a, uh, a question, which is, I think this, so what do you guys think this movie's about? <laughs> I mean, off the top of my head, I'd have to say the ring. I mean, it's really kind of centers on that ring in the, uh, in the right. film. It does center you know, on I, the I ring. I think it's about our society's, um, you know, consumption of, uh, media and our reliance on technology. I think yeah, because there's all these shots of TV. She actually gets pushed into the well by a TV, right. which is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's true. Pretty heavy. The floor gives out, and when she Naomi gets hit Watts, with the TV. When Naomi Watts falls into the well, a TV somehow right. is what pushes her totally. in. Totally. And I think TV, this and movie, as it's doing it, the TV's yelling, "I am an allegory," and it's. I thought that right. was actually <laughs> this is a I, metaphor. I thought that was a little too much. A little bit, I yeah. It's like that. It's how about does get there. I think the, it's about family. So, I think it's a movie about family. The whole thing's about how no, she was. No, 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 no. It's it's a, and of course it's about people, and it's also a love letter to New York, and it's also a love letter. <laughs> it's also a love letter that's, to the ring. It um the the well is the fifth character in the movie. That's true. Um, oh, and it's yeah. so good. It got nominated. Um, yeah, the well is also the fifth character in a lot of Woody Allen movies, and he he desperately doesn't want you to you know look into it. Ross, yeah. what do you think it's about? Well, I I think it's about so the the movie the original movie came out in 1998. Napster comes out the next year. I think it's a movie that predicts the era that we're in now, which is where artists basically are completely neglected. So. Um, what's the name of the girl in the in the American one? Um, Samara Morgan. No, Samara. I think it's Tamara. Tamara, Tia, and Tamara. Yeah. What was their last name? Sadako in the in the original one. Uh, no, she's an artist, right? She creates this crazy Lynchian video, and but her it- her price. <laughs> Her price is killing you. That's her price. She kills this, you. <laughs> you watch think, it, you which isn't yeah, great, d- maybe. You think but the video, Lynch you think, wishes that he could. You right. think the tape? Yeah. You think the tape in the ring is her like performance art piece that she wants people to watch, and the only well, way. Yeah, she gets paid for it with their, you know, their souls and their murdered, death looks. Uh, but the main character of this movie is actually the antagonist because she escapes payment by copying it with new technology and passing it along to the next person. And then she's anonymous and the Sadako can never find her, never extract money from her, just like in the Napster era. So this is like a prediction of what happens to artists post-1999. Well, yeah, and of course, if in... Metallica actually funded this movie. Yeah, what I was going to say (laughs) is if you downloaded Saint Anger and listened to it all the way through, then you had... (laughs) You had seven days before getting a letter from the RIA. Right. So they were about to kick into a Metallica song at the end of that <laughs> The Ring video. I actually Whiskey think... in the charro. <laughs> the score? The, mu- the music was really good. 
in this movie and it did it avoided the yeah what i find to be a horror movie trope of like Hans zimmer a, did the music is that true oh really yes. wow huh that's breaking our jerry uh goldstein goldsmith uh, goldsmith, <laughs> goldsmith uh run uh he Ross, he the big... same sorry go ahead I was going to say you, you have were going to call me anti-Semitic. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say you have two minutes, two minutes in the anti-Semitic penalty box while me and, uh, me and Emily sing our Haftorah portions at you. <laughs> you uh, it's true. The last two movies we watched were both accidentally scored by Jerry Goldsmith. So this was a welcome change. Um, yeah, I mean, now is as good a time as any to talk about the end of the movie where it's revealed that Naomi Watts lived past the seven-day mark because she copied the movie Right. By accident. Which, earlier. By accident. And she didn't have I to will, do any of the I investigating. Will, I will confess. I didn't get it this morning. The you didn't mov- get it? You didn't no, get the, you didn't get what? I didn't get that was what happened. The movie ended and I was like, I can tell the movie's making me think something happened, but I don't <laughs> understand. And then I had uh, to look it up. Oh, because the final scene is her l- making her son physically touch the tape and push it in to copy it. I understand, and I think I was too. Dis- I think I was again too distracted by the movie's commitment to esoteric technology when it's like, here's a 1991 right. area tape. Copier. You have to press the button mm-hmm. physically. Yeah, but I like that idea. It, it's a very I feel, easily. I feel dumb for ghost. not getting it. You think hmm. the ghost is tricked, or that's the ghost's wish that the. That's her wish, is that she wants to propagate this tape. She wants everybody to see it. Well, I mean, to go back to, to Ross's kill idea, everybody. it's sort of like, yeah, her art, you can either pay for the art with her, you know, with your death, or you can pay you can pay her in exposure just by continuing to show the film to other people. Right. Which is, like right. I've always said, getting paid in exposure is good, and people <laughs> should be happy to be paid in exposure. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's great. I think you should shorten it if you want to sell more of the T-shirts. It's a lot of words printed on one shirt, but I wear yeah. mine. I wear mm. it to bed. That that is good actually, because we have some bad news about your payments for this podcast appearance. <laughs> yeah. but I'll tell you later at the end. Okay. We'll pay, yeah. we'll, pay you in, we'll pay you in seven days. Your checks coming in <laughs> seven days. Yeah. Um, great. Teen teen heartthrob Adrian Brody Adam Brody sorry shows up really early. Oh in this yeah, movie. right. There's I there's a couple of him. cute boys really early in the movie and then they don't come back, which is nice. Mm-hmm. The movie's really <laughs> which is yeah the I mean the movie's really really female focused and ghost focused and I feel like that's a good it's a good thing. Female ghost focused too. Um, I'm trying to think though if uh, okay, the movie does pass the Bechdel test. I thought so and I too. Think, I think only because Rachel talks at one point to that psychiatrist, that doctor, you know, the doctor on the island. She talks to her about Samara. So she's not, she's talking mm. to this woman. I believe that this woman is named because she's a doctor or something. Right. And yeah. Oh, and she also talks to her sister about her daughter, about her sister's daughter dying. So yeah. And so don't, it passes the, yeah. Don't forget, she also talks to herself a lot. Anytime she's doing any sort of research. Oh, yeah, she says it out loud. <laughs> right. The oh, horses. lighthouses. Yeah. yeah. Looking at her research and sort of putting the pieces together. And I was just well, like, they yeah, teach this you that would in journalism boring. school. This would mm-hmm. be a boring scene if she wasn't doing this. Yeah. I really, I really like it. The audience it. can't I, read. They need her to say it out loud. I'd, I'd love to uh, list the um, 
esoteric technology that appears in this movie. You've got tape players, of course. You've got the VHS tape, and then you've got the VCR, and then the editor, her, um, you know, her, the secret father to the son. I thought that was a nice reveal. That oh, yeah. he was the dad. I thought that was really well done. He's, you know, an editor, I guess. And so he's got a lot of cool mm. old gear. There's a bunch right, of... Right, he's like a film guy. Yeah, but he also has a guitar in his loft. There's... Oh, well, naturally. Yeah, there's answering machines. There's cordless phones. There's cordless phones mm. that bleed. And then just when you think you've seen <clears throat> all of the old technology, at the very end, in the climax of the movie, there's marbles. There's a bunch of marbles. Mm. Would you, you consider that technology? That technology? <laughs> I would. That used to be a game. That used to be people. That mm. used to be the only form of entertainment. Mm. And that's the way you communicated with people for a long time. Yeah, I would. Uh, it, no need to it explain. Funny, we get it. The function of the marbles. I'm like, they were just like, how do we get them to figure out right, there's right, a well yeah, under here? Right. That's not like, in. Oh the, my god, uh, he's yeah. angry. He knocks over marbles, and they all pool in the same all, place. They right. like, all pool up. The That's nice, also ex- very M. Night Shyamalan-y. The nice thing about that yeah. is because they put that scene in the because they put that scene in the movie, it's now a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which I think is nice. Mm. <laughs> That's right. Marbles, right. the <laughs> the Avengers. Um, but no, wait, you're Marbles, forgetting about it's Marbles the Avengers. How many other movies could be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Right. Uh, oh. You're forgetting about a crucial scene of technology, which is when the. Uh, Brian Cox character kills himself and he apparently oh. has like an enormous stereo in his bathroom <laughs> with yeah. like a receiver and a bunch <laughs> of other things that he hooks up a horse up he into set his it mouth. Up. No, he set it up though. It was like a Looney Tunes style suicide <laughs> in the bathtub. Right. I was like, you didn't need to do that much. You probably could have just had like you one know, just the one thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you like live surrounded. You're surrounded by farm equipment. You could like really find a lot of ways. Right. All those scenes, yeah, all complex. those scenes on the island, I loved all the oh, scenes on the island. There, I was gonna say, there's also the surveillance camera. Remember when he sees himself in the surveillance camera at the store, and he notices that, you know, his face is all messed up on the right. camera. Mm-hmm. And there's also right. the, um, you know, she develops the film from, from the, whatever they're called, those disposable cameras. Camera that's called a camera still. Only <laughs> it's disposable. <laughs> It um disposable camera. She's that right. was an interesting part of the movie where it was like, you know, if if you haven't seen it, I don't know why you're still listening to this, but it um you know one oh, yeah, of the si- <laughs> one of the one of the side effects of getting ringed is your face becomes smudgy in, in photos. In do you know why? Right. Which I guess is just I a, do um, know why from listening to your podcast. I don't know why from the actual movie though. I don't think. It's Why because did, that's what your face looks like if you're underwater. If you're under a well, it's like you know, kind of distorted. Does, does that occur though, in the movie? Does it look like that? Well, I mean, it doesn't really, but that's the idea. <laughs> but how do you know that that's the idea? I believe you, but like, was that something that was in the movie? I don't think they say it. I forget. I, that's something that I just inherently know. Right. That in, some, in sounds my, like something your friend body. would tell you. Yeah, well, you did that. I'm pretty sure. You, right. I mean, a few <laughs> a few summers ago, you did that cultural tourism where it was you went to ring camp. You went to Japan and went to ring camp, and you spent ten thousand right. dollars. And they sort of walk you through all the seemed like a good scenes. investment at the time, and clearly it's paying off right now. Yeah, it's <laughs> um, for wealth. Two ring podcasts in the last month. You're like, Come wait, on. where are the Cha-ching. horses? Yeah, <laughs> ching all the way to the bank. All the way to the bank. I'd like to open up a new account, please. <laughs> deposit two podcasts. <laughs> 
take your hands off me. I um <laughs> when when Brian Cox electrocutes himself, it immediately jumps into a scene of incredible sexual tension, which I thought was frankly in bad taste. Well, it immediately doesn't it immediately jump to them like breaking into the barn? No, even before that, he the uh the the father of Naomi Watts's uh, freaky son comes to her rescue. Right, she, he rescues her. She watches. Right. I mean, he, does, oh, he yeah. actually doesn't do anything, but he he shows up right when she sees Brian Cox kill himself, and then she kind of spirals backward into his arms, and they have a nice sweaty moment of being like nose to nose, right? Heaving. I thought I thought pretty early in this movie about how much easier it is to act scared than it is to act any other emotion. Because when you're acting scared, you can immediately go to like a crazy extreme. You're just like, yeah, and you start to lose it. You're like so scared, you start to lose it. So when the, you know the two girls are in the house at the beginning, they start to lose it. It's great, but right. like you can't you can't act happy and then go that far. Right, that's yeah, true. Only if you're really manic and happy in some way. Yeah, right. they immediately then, forget about Brian Cox's death too. They, I know they doesn't don't bother they don't them for a moment. It. Yeah. They're in a lot of crime really scenes. irresponsible. She Their DNA even, is all yeah. over that house. Right. I think what happens on that island though is like pretty cool. Stays on the island. I, yeah. My favorite part about the island is, you know, she talks she talks to this woman who's a doctor who's lived on the island her whole life and it's just like why why would you stay on that island? It's so scary. There's like only scary th- <laughs> there's only scary things that happen there. And then mm, they cut to horses. a pl- they cut to a playground where her freaky grandson is like mm-hmm. sitting on a what's that thing right. called on the playground? It's not a merry-go-round. Yeah, I don't know what that's called. Is that a, it's but called yeah, a, that thing is that, that like tilt, spins is it a tilt-a-whirl? The the uh, you know the spinny thing on a playground, and it's right. just like for fuck's sake, grease that thing up. It doesn't need to be <laughs> that squeaky. If you're living <laughs> on, if you're essentially on right. a haunted island, if you're like this island is so haunted. It's so haunted all the time. You have to find these like little moments of self care and just like you gotta grease up. <laughs> yeah, you gotta grease the up the merry go round because it's right. so yeah. it, it's gonna make your day worse. <laughs> Take right. care of your island. This is your whole world. It's just all you like, have. It's all you've got. Yeah, I think that's fair. And so now that I'm thinking about it, what the, what is the lighthouse matter to the story at all? It's just an indi- it's like a, a it's an indicator of where they are. Yeah, right? it, helps, it, it helps them find that's the thing. only Though, thing. Here's here's well, a here's what I learned is there's a deleted scene where a local fisherman tells Rachel some of the details of Samara's backstory, and I thought mm. that was a I thought that was sorely missed because it would have pushed it closer in the direction of right. Ross and my favorite movie of recent years, The Lighthouse. Right. Oh, I haven't yeah. seen that. Maybe well, it was. T- Maybe the scene was just way too funny. Like it was very slapstick and completely different tone. <laughs> and they were like, totally, this, this doesn't out. fit. <laughs> right. Like we, we tried ad-libbing in this scene. It didn't really work out for what we were trying to achieve here. Um, yeah. The lighthouse just because the little girl takes all these images that she sees and then she puts them on a tape with her mind. And one of the things she sees is the lighthouse. So she looks at the lighthouse when she's doing her research and she's like, lighthouse and she flips a page in a book and she's like it's the same lighthouse even though they all look the right. same she's she like emily no emily no 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 she's all like lighthouses the first they all Google know Maps. each other right emily, emily. 
<laughs> the wait when what year did she die? Spoiler: What year did Ringy die? Uh, oh, Samara. Pretty recently, yeah. I think. I, I have know. no clue. I don't know. <laughs> Thirty well, years Bri- before. Oh well, they th- they say that she should be like forty. They do the Bri- math in the movie. <laughs> right. They do. <laughs> yeah, I think they say Are that she joking? would be. No, I think no. That, that that he actually says that she would be like forty. Because Brian Cox, Brian Cox is old, and he would have been the dad. Yeah, because they think that she might be still be alive at some point in the story. Right. They're like, maybe she's still alive. She would be like forty, and they're like, she'd probably be like married and. Like so, interested in knitting, they say a bunch of stuff about her. That so, last part's not true. But. So, but if she, yeah, Ross's memory of the movie does not pass the Bechdel test, <laughs> but the movie itself, <laughs> the movie itself does. But so she died before tapes existed. Is that possible? I don't hmm. think so. Because as a ghost, then she would have had to learn about tapes and then somehow learn how to, uh, you know, get onto one. Right. Well, ghosts work in mysterious ways, you know. If any, if this Maybe movie is well, no, but, but there, she can't have been, she can't have died before tapes were made because there's the tape of the girl when she's alive in the institution, and they film it and it's on a VHS tape. Pretty oh, sneaky. Oh yeah, exactly Pretty right. Sneaky. Yeah, but maybe they transferred it from real to real. <laughs> so, right. This is um. I feel like this is actually going to be a great recurring segment, where I was going to look up the question of when did you know the the girl from the ring die and these are the top questions that get filled in for when i type in when did when did world war Two end mm. when did the mm. titanic sink when did world war Two start when oh did wow <laughs> and finally when did michael jackson die wow hmm. yep and Michael Jackson shows up in uh, Scary Movie 3, which is a parody in part of The Ring. So is that's that a related yeah. question, I think. Yeah, I mean, not the actual Michael Jackson, but a... Uh, oh. Yeah, <laughs> a very offensive, <laughs> <laughs> poorly aging version of him. <clears throat> Fair um, I have a, a recurring seg- segment as well, which is uh, the question that I always ask as of one episode, which is... What is this movie a metaphor for? For what is this movie a metaphor? Didn't you ask? Didn't you ask that already? Isn't that a lot like what the movie? No, about? it's different than what it's about, but it's kind oh, of similar, though. Ross, on the other I, hand, I hate this. Um, <laughs> it's a metaphor for loneliness and um, how distanced and isolated we are, uh, thanks to technology. I think that that's probably the right answer, but the answer that I have is that it's a metaphor for what all movies are metaphors for, which is making movies. And <laughs> I've decided it's that I thing. Like this, I like this segment. <laughs> if you're going to say that every single time, every it's that thing where especially you, if it starts pranking the guest, then I think it's, <laughs> I think it's good. I like it. Like, so the main character of this movie thinks of an amazing story, right? Like she's like, I have this great idea for a story. But she realizes later that she actually plagiarized it because it already exists. She has all these images in her mind. And her son's like the DP. He's the director of photography who's like storyboarding the whole thing and doing all the That's visuals true. and things That's like that. True. Um, so then she, instead of taking the hit for be, like having an idea that she put into motion that wasn't hers, she just puts the blame all on her producer, the husband character, and he gets thrown under the bus. And, you know, metaphorically, his career is dead at the end of it. 
I'm I'm yes. queuing up I'm queuing up a picture of the uh, the husband not husband character's loft that he lives and works in. Because oh my god, it's look so how big. big it is. It's That's so amazing. big. Loft. Yeah. I mean, it's a full and warehouse, and it's really there's so much furniture. Isn't there wait, a Descendants sticker? There's like a couple band stickers that are in there. That makes at some sense. Point. He has yeah he has a guitar he has a Marshall half stack. He's got, I mean, the beauty of this. And pull up the picture. Act, yeah, we not, can't see it, it on your showing? screen. Oh no. no. Okay, here it comes. Oh, sorry. I'm still. I'm. I'm sharing the other screenshot, which we looked at before this started. Before we started recording. Mm-hmm. We've been looking was, at the pictures of the queer eye guys <laughs> this entire podcast. I thought it was about to start at any at any second. Because when and I'll you know maybe we'll have a place where we can share these pictures, but. When I finished watching The Ring this morning, Netflix recommended I start season five of Queer Eye. And I mean, it's also probably because I've watched all the other seasons. But what's really nice is they (laughs) sort of, in the picture, they look like the Fab Five are all watching The Ring. Right. They're all like, he's like, did she just come out of the TV? So this is, you know. That was a visual joke. It's not going to (laughs) work. But it worked. It really worked. And that was, oh, wow, I mean, thanks. this this could be a good crossover. Emily suggested this before we were recording that actually Samara from The Ring could really use a bit of, you know, a bit of work. A bit of a Queer Eye makeover, yeah. If they did a whole season of Queer Eye that was just fictional horror movie characters, I would watch it. I would watch it Freddy over and Kruger. over and over again. Oh. Right, they all need it. Those nails. Dracula maybe doesn't, actually. He's Dracula's hot. No, Dracula's the brand is strong with Dracula. Guys, right. Drac- and, uh, and he's hot. He's sexy. Dracula's lit. Yeah. Mm, I think we um, might have stumbled into uh, the best idea that this podcast has ever had, actually, for the <laughs> the Queer Eye for Monsters. Queer Eye for Monsters <laughs> is good, and I'd love to keep that going. Uh, the, except for Zombie Salon. Let's not forget about that. That actually no. seems maybe connected. <laughs> Doesn't that yeah, sound awfully right, related? Yes. <laughs> you're right. Uh, all right now we're looking at the loft we're looking at the loft wow who do you think bought him this furniture he didn't buy this furniture no it's a lot of mid-century stuff in in new york this loft would cost nine thousand dollars a month easy yeah right at least definitely can't make it bigger no but um, there's no view i mean it could be anywhere it's just like a back lot in la a sparsely decorated sparsely but very tastefully decorated like huge mm-hmm. loft i mean it's crazy oh man you know this guy doesn't read there's not a book in this apartment <laughs> there's well in this scene but there's a no there are other shots but if i don't i mean that's the, probably the most unreal unrealistic part about this movie is like if i lived in this apartment and you came over even if we were in the middle of solving a crime you would still be like, wow, I can't believe you still live here. What do you pay? And then I would like tell you what I pay. Yeah. And I'd be like, yeah, it's actually so awesome that I still live right. here. Right. And so, then you'd be like, goodbye. <laughs> right. Then I'd say goodbye. Like, yeah, it's actually rent stabilized. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, I, I, mean, I. So. It's crazy. Can I say, I looked up something that the. Uh, director, I looked up a. I have a quote here from the director of the original movie. Oh, no. Japanese Gore Verbinski. <laughs> Hideo Nakata. Um, mm-hmm. he Who says directed that, the second Ring movie. 
in oh, America. Really? Is that true? I didn't know that. Interesting. He directed Ring Two. Hideo, or however you say his name, uh, Nakata. Nakata. Yeah. Did you have you seen that one? I have seen it, but not in a while. And it's is it like The Godfather too? Like. Uh, <laughs> I, I honestly I don't really. Are Robert De Niro and Al Pacino in both I, in it? There are horses <laughs> in it. There are horses in the second one. I but I I haven't seen oh, it. In a he long adopted time. the horses. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got it, I guess, if you watch the first one. Um, so he says that the relationship between the well and the TV monitor is that the monitor itself is the tube or connection to hell. In this sense, there must also be another connection between the TV monitor and the, and the unconscious to the well or the evil spirits. It's interesting how we relate to the well, some kind of passage to the underworld. So there's also like a unconscious, human unconscious fear of uh, the, the subliminal in this movie. Sure. I was trying to uh, replicate... Uh, Emily's comment about the awkward silence that comes from <laughs> saying something in a conversation. <laughs> I think we should on. say goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll go with you, Emily. <laughs> um, I was just going to say, cause I'm still staring at the screenshot of the apartment and this is the scene. This screenshot is right before he gets killed. It's right before, right before the, the baby yeah. daddy gets, gets killed oh wait but i don't i don't want to jump ahead because i i want to talk about the false ending the false yes. like happy ending that was pretty great actually yeah let's let's that's talk my about favorite it. part of this movie let's get you love this it. movie i love this movie all right we'll um really race yeah, through how the movie talk ends. about your your favorite part yeah well my favorite part is that the whole movie is them trying to solve this mystery and, you know, of like what the ring is and the whole thing. And then, you know, and she ends up going to the motel where they find the well and she the TV pushes her into the well mm -hmm. message. And then um, <laughs> and, you know, and then there's that screenshot that you shared with me before where she's that's <laughs> playing friends. And it's like, oh, nobody told you it was going to be this way. And then she falls into the well. <laughs> Sorry, that's such a stupid joke. Um, but she. Do you want to Whatever. make it again? So they think that they've you think like it was the delivery <laughs> that was the problem? <laughs> and the TV's like, so no one told you that was going to be this yeah, way. Bam, clap, into clap. the well. No, it does it on the last clap. It goes clap, 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 bam. And then the TV oh, yeah. oh, wow. swings. Now that I get the joke, I, I really do like that joke. That's yeah. great. Third time. <laughs> okay, sorry. I should have committed to the delivery. But yeah, my favorite part of the movie is that you think that it's a happy ending. She sets her free. She goes right. into the well. There's like the decaying body. And then she's like, well, I guess I'll be seeing you. And he's like, hey, maybe I'll come around a little more. And she's like, great. And uh, and then it, then the little kid is like, wait, you set her free? You weren't supposed to do that. She'll never stop. And then, you know, and then we find. And uh, she's like, why didn't you mention that? <laughs> they do keep yeah. repeating everyone who is slightly familiar with the dead girl who's in the tape, loves to make sure you know that she never sleeps. Right. They she keep, never sleeps. They keep stressing that she never sleeps. And it's like, yeah, but like she also seems to kill people when they're awake. So like she's not going crazy. <laughs> she's not working overtime. She's still like killing right. you. She's killing you during <laughs> she's normal. She's got a lot of downtime. <laughs> she's killing you during normal work hours. But it's it's true. You think they have the happy ending with the male and female lead. 
and then the freaky son shows up and he's like, mm-hmm. remember me? I'm here to tell you that everything's <laughs> still really bad. I'm here to be right. a bummer yet again. And, and then, then we it, see it, the scary like, remember scene this of the great movie. apartment. Yeah. yeah. The scariest scene of the movie is who's going to clean up this mess in this really nice apartment. Because the floors <laughs> are nice. The whole thing is pretty clean, actually. Yeah, but I mean, it is like, it's just mostly hardwood floor. You know, it's not, a t- I mean, there's some carpet there, but it's not a ton of carpeting. That's so it's true. like, that's an easy cleanup. You know, you don't necessarily even need to put soap in your mop, depending on the water. You could just kind of, you know, you get a towel, you throw that it in there. That water's dirty, though. That's been around a dead body for... No, you're right. You're right. Maybe a little bit, a little bit of lye <laughs> that's or whatever. Because there's actually no blood when you get ringed. There's no blood. Your face just gets totally right. trans- transfigured. The right. only, it, it's the only lasting damage. Fear? I, I think it's a smell. Yeah, I, I don't think know it's why. a smell of this well water. <laughs> it's just like putrid well water that leaks out of the right. TV. Mixed yeah. with horse. Mixed. <laughs> yeah, it's a brutal combo. The horse Lethal. thing. The horse thing is so crazy because that means Gore Verbinski watched the first one and is like, you know what this needs? <laughs> horse stuff. Or like his, yeah. his daughter was like knocking on the door and she's like, Daddy, put horses in the movie. He's like, fine. Horse people. Fine. And then she watches yeah. it and she's like, but right. I didn't mean drown the horses in the movie. His daughter, of course, was you know, I didn't 30, mean the most horrific the scene time. where a horse right, right. jumps off a boat and then gets shredded underneath the boat. Yeah, it's pretty like, fucked I did up. it for you. <laughs> right. Oh. I know there, there's a lot of places where it feels like the omen. Yeah. Oh, with we the can kid. watch that. That little kid feels like. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. G- great. Yeah. I mean, truth be told, I got a lot it's of these movies confused. It's all for you, confused. Samara. So it'll, with it'll be scary nice kid. when I. Yeah. There are a lot of scary kid movies. It'll be good when I've finally seen them all. Um. Going going through my notes, I mean, I'm almost through everything so I want to talk I, about. I have one question about oh, the, yeah. the ending: is when when so when Naomi Watts gives the tape to the next person, what what does she say uh, to them? Does she, does she say, do you if you're in that position, do you tell the person you got to copy this tape, like you got to just keep passing it along, uh, or is she like, I think you'll figure it care. out. First, you have to go to the well and I think that you think... have a happy ending and. She doesn't want it to be. She doesn't want it to be copied. Sequence of events has happened. She just wants the person to die. You think it's Groundhog Ring? You think this is a Groundhog Ring situation? Well, no, but that's like it follows. It's like it follows. follows? Yeah, yeah. Adam has only seen uh, movies that start with the word "the." So yeah, I could watch. I could either watch a movie called "The It" or "The Follows," (laughs) and then if we combine the two, maybe it'll be (laughs) similar. She just wants it out of her hair. Um, she wants her freaky son to be alive, and she right. just wants someone else to deal with. She wow. should. Isn't that it's the all problem? Like she should have put like a label. She put a foot. She should have put a label on the tape that just said "copy this tape." After you watch it, copy the tape. Right. Although that would have then been the next person who someone. copied the. Yeah, each person would have subsequently had to write, you know, copy this tape on their tapes. Right. But that would have been the responsible thing to do. But they don't. So... They leave it somewhere and they walk away, and the son is like. What, what, what happens, happens to whoever right. watches this tape? And she's basically like, not our problem. I don't so know what she says. In like, the sequel, is the sequel, the beginning of it, her, like, ten years later, uh, getting a tape in the mail. And it's just like, oh, it's back to me already. It went around the whole world, and now it's back. No, well, it actually takes the I form totally of forget. a... <laughs> it takes the form of an AOL disc that comes to her in the mail. At that point... <laughs> at that point... <laughs> At that point, right. Samara Amazing. finally caught up. She's like, listen, I mean, Samara's talking to her, you you're know, like, PR agent. You're like, listen, ah, I thought ring. this was Starcraft. 
If you want to stay fresh, Shit. we can't keep being on a VHS tape. No one's watching them anymore. <laughs> we got to switch to ROM. And so then she's on a disc. Right. Which is pretty good. She, she hears the beginning of For Whom the Bell, bell Tolls. She knows Dong. immediately. Dong. <laughs> yeah. I think I actually think I'll maybe do a version of a an audio edit of the ring tape where it's the visual <laughs> of the tape, but it's just the yes. AOL startup sound. Yeah, the, like yeah. really long uh, winded that one. Right, um, or you sh- you should do it with "Whiskey in the Jar" by Metallica in the background too. That's true. Um, there's only one black actor in the entire movie, and he's kept in a basement. Uh, and it's there's a, two. Who's the other one? The oh. teacher in the beginning. I cannot remember the beginning of the movie. That's true. <laughs> yeah, the very the scene first where scene. where she goes to pick up yes. her son. Female yeah. black actress in the beginning of the movie, getting her out of the way as quickly as possible. And then... Yes. And then and really... And completely dismissing her very good advice. Like, she's like, this kid has yeah. trauma. That's <laughs> and true. And is right. trying to tell she's, you something. And she's like, I know my son. I right. know my son. <laughs> he's weird, Co- he's Cousin fine. just died. It'll be, it'll be fine. Yeah, there's. Yeah. Mo- I mean, the movie mostly does pretty good. I mean, essentially, as far as I'm concerned, any movie made before this exact moment has taken plenty of opportunities to fuck up massively. And so, I mean, The Ring does a pretty good job, except for the complete lack of diversity. There's more, you know, scenes with horses in it. <laughs> it's true. And so, That's you true. know, we, we acknowledge it. We, we appreciate the parts of The Ring that we like. Which is, you know, when the horse died. Yes, the creepy son. Let's let's all hope that we'll have a son like that someday who calls us by our oh first my God. name. I I would. That's the him. real horror. Oh, that's God. the real. That's the real scary part is to have such an insolent son that he calls you Rachel the entire movie. That's mm-hmm. unbelievable. Yeah. A true scary. That movie. kid needs discipline. That kid does need um, discipline. He should get ringed, is what he should get. <laughs> if I was his he mother, did. I would... You know what? That that'll teach him. <laughs> Getting ringed, that'll teach him. Oh, no, um, no. What was I going to say? The the horses scene, what also struck me about it when I watched it recently was that I was like, she walks up to the horse, the horse, you know, she's on a boat, she's going mm. to this island, the horse is in one of those, mm-hmm. I don't know, horse cars, <laughs> yes. horse vans. She's driving a horse car. And clearly, clearly the ring is, I mean, clearly the horse is like upset that she's there. The horse starts acting scared and she's like, easy boy, easy. And I'm like, bitch, get out of there. Clearly this horse doesn't like you. And she just keeps pushing herself right. onto this horse. And then the horse, you know, kills yeah, itself. If and I'm this like, were made, read the room. If this read were the horse, read the if this horse. were made in the nineties, which it almost was, but if it were made yep. in the nineties, that would the have horse been would set be making up a bunch of gay jokes. The horse would be <laughs> probably, it would, yeah. it would have been the most homophobic. There'd be a laugh track. Uh, but no, that that would have been set up earlier that she has a thing where no matter how much a horse doesn't want to hang out with her, she insists and other people comment on it. And then that would come back later. If David Mamet had written this, that, that would be the, uh, yeah, to the horse's detriment, she forces herself on the horse. Yeah, I mean, he had no choice, basically, but to freak out and run to his death off the side of that boat. We all yeah. would have done the same. I there think... was a horse coordinator hired for that scene. Say horse coordinator five times Yeah, fast. right. He did a terrible job. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. If the horse not in the coordinator script, wouldn't have let that horse die. If it, was yeah, not it wasn't in the, in the script, script for the horse to die, but the horse the jumped off the boat and they were like, keep it. <laughs> They're like, wait, this has nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> Cut. They were like, we can't afford another horse. We're keeping it in. 
we're, my daughter's going to have to live without a horse. <laughs> yeah, I want to watch that movie. I want to watch that spinoff in the Marvel Cinematic Universe of the girl who doesn't get her favorite horse. Also, also that boat was full of people going to visit the island. There's like right. that many right. people. What are they... Yeah, and it what was are they doing there? So much so that there was a car park. There was like a ton of cars in the lower level of the, the ferry. Oh, get That's out! Weird. Maybe of it's there. a vacation destination. There's no maybe way. they're you know all that squeaky uh, merry-go-round. You could hear that squeak across the whole island. I would not well, go there. <laughs> actually, you didn't see it, but uh, right out and in all the scenes, there were lines on either side because they were all waiting to talk to Brian Cox because they they had all watched the videotape and. They're going on the same exact journey. <laughs> these are all different. These are all different people on the boat, all having their separate ring type investigations. Right. And it's just a race. There's a to line outside the well. Yeah. When he right. sort of acts that way, when she confronts Brian Cox, he's like another writer. Right. And so it's just like truly. Every he's like, I'm gonna day, kill myself, so I don't have to explain this. Day, Every single day of Brian Cox's life, there's 10 Naomi Watts type characters who come to the door and he's like, okay, <laughs> fine. Just literally breaking into his house. He just leaves the door open at this point because he's like, fine. I know you want to just come in here and you want right, to watch this tape true. on my VCR. Right. It's already in there. regard just for where play. I might be. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, I think that's a great place to end because I think we've been doing this for long enough. Does anyone have any final thoughts about about the ring or any you know ring type musings? Mm. Did I ask the metaphor question? Uh, ask it yeah. again. You did. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's all I got. Um, thank you well, so I, much for I'm, coming onto the show and talking about your yeah. favorite movie. Yeah, that's true. Oh, thank you for having me. I lastly just want to point out because again we're looking still at the screenshot of the scene before he dies that he dies on the floor. He like falls on the floor and she like. Is coming towards him, but then when his body is found, he's propped up sitting in a chair. Right, that's true. So she lifted Did him she up. she pick him up and put, a, chair. put him in the chair? Yeah, well, she never she has, sleeps. Like, super strength. She has a ton of time, so like she kills him, and then she's like, "Well, I got like two more hours before I got my next thing to do, so I might as well make the place yeah. look nice." Right, or yeah. or maybe it was a commentary on how nice all this furniture is, but it's clear that he's never used any of it. So she was mm. like, it would be ironic if I put him in this chair that he's never sat in. <laughs> That's true. She does yeah. have a great, she, she doesn't does get have enough a great credit for being, for being ironic. Yeah. In the, in the Japanese version, turns out I have a lot more things to say. I hope you guys We're out of time. I'm almost running out of tape on my end. You get one more thing. You get one more thing. We're putting this on VHS. Aren't we? I love that you committed to the bit and you used antiquated technology. It's going to take me forever. <laughs> to line this is all this being up. recorded on tape, and yeah. we mail it to you. Yeah, and say so you have to make a copy. Um, she uh, in the Japanese version, you just see her eye. That's it. But in this, you kind of see her whole face. I think, oh right, right. Yeah. The, her hair is like this, and you, she's like, right, which is eye. very hard to do. I think if you would have your hair just right around your eye there, but. Mm-hmm. With. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Ross. So, I uh, goodbye. <laughs> it was nice. It was really well, nice to end this podcast well, on a visual on a visual note, <laughs> and we can all just imagine. Right. What we've. Yeah. Uh, so you can only yeah. see my one eye right now. That's what Ooh, Adam's I almost referring for- to. I almost forgot our last recurring segment, which started from the first film we watched, oh, the of Edge, course. which which starred a very talented bear actor named Bart mm. the Bear, who's a famous bear actor. So. For every movie we watch from this He was actually on, playing a bear in that movie. He does play a bear in that movie, but I noticed that 
I think he's such a good actor that Bart the Bear could play other human roles and we would believe it. So, Emily, if there's one role in this movie that you think was actually played by a bear, who do you think it, who do you think it was? Um, I think it could have been the husband could have been played by a bear. Yeah, he doesn't have many lines. I mean, he's not the, the baby daddy. Right. Yeah. He doesn't have many lines, and he mostly is going off of looks, I think. So, yeah, yeah it seems likely. I'll, I'll agree. I think that's great. I was going to say Brian Cox, but I think that's just because he was the fattest of all the actors. So he maybe looked... Brian Cox <laughs> is the most obvious answer, but that's just what the yeah. bear... That's why the bears pay, get, pay, get paid the big bucks. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and this is why we have uh, guests, because now it's not just, you know, not just our, our points of view. And right, we that, would have just I, been agreeing this whole time, if not for you, Emily. Shut no, well, I'm up. happy that I could be here <laughs> to provide to that third, <laughs> oh that second God. perspective for you. I think right. this is the last episode. Next, <laughs> next week we're gonna apparently this is the first episode. <laughs> if it's not the first, then it's not the last. We'll see you next time where we watch another movie by the same director called The Mexican. I want to hear you talk about the similarities between that. You know how you can see that the same influences the Gore Verbinski influence on both movies. Yeah, well, mm. both, mm. I mean, Ross is certainly going to point out that both are actually about making movies, and I think he might be right. Emily, right. thank you. Great. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you very much. My what, pleasure. Ross, you yes. know, what can, what can I say? Here comes the outro theme. We're going to do it again. Uh, we're going to do it again. What else are we going to yes, do? Yes, it was a pleasure. Okay, yeah, be good. Be good, everybody. <laughs>